Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. I want to talk about your heart condition today, this morning. Turn to your neighbour and say, what's your heart condition this morning? What's your heart condition this morning? I pray, God, that nobody has a heart attack this morning. What's your heart condition? You know, our theme for this month has been that you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's so, so much of what we believe, it's to do with our heart. What do we actually believe to be true? What do we believe to be true? You know, when Jesus says in John 8, 31 to 32, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the word abide means to accept or act in accordance with the rule, decision, or recommendation. So when we read the words of Jesus in the Bible, do we accept them? Or do we debate them? Do we accept them and say, when we read the Bible, that I'm reading the Bible, and I'm not reading the Bible so that I can instruct somebody else. I'm reading the Bible so I can instruct me, so your word can instruct me. When I read the words that Jesus preached on the Sermon of the Mount, Am I reading it going, yeah, well, when it says love your enemies, so-and-so needs to love their enemies? No, 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 no. I want to challenge you this morning. I'm challenging myself. When we read the Word of God and when we read the words that Jesus preached and said, that we take it on and we say, yes, Jesus, you are talking to me. Morning, Lisa. Great to see you here this morning. 21. Yeah. So when we hear the words that Jesus says, what do we do about it? Do we accept it? And then do we act in accordance with what he said? Matthew six nineteen to 21 says, Do not store up treasures on earth where moths eat them and rust destroy them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your heaven in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy, and the thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there is the desire of your heart. Sorry, there is the desires of your heart will also be. So wherever our heart is, what are we believing today to be true? What are we acting in accordance with? What are we actually doing with the words that Jesus preached? See, it's all about what we believe. It's all about the condition of our heart. We see in Matthew 4, 4, where he says this. But he's, this is Jesus, and he'd just been fasting 40 days and 40 nights, so he was in a very vulnerable position. Like, as uh, Lani was saying this morning, he was human. 
he feels just like you, he felt like just you and I feel. Every everything that we go through, Jesus went through. He felt feels what we feel. But he answered and said this. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Do we believe Jesus when he says that? Do we believe it? Do we act in accordance with that? It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, I think Jesus was trying to make a really good point here for John. That life is much more than just what we eat. Life is much more than just simply meeting our physical needs. Do you think that's what Jesus was saying when he said that? I do. That's what, that's what God spoke to me about when I read that. It said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So you know that you need food to, to survive. Without food, we die. Jesus is saying here that we need the word of God, and without it, we die. Would you agree with that? He was making the point. Life is much more than just meeting our physical needs, our need of food, clothes, car, house, money, whatever it may be. There's much more to life than just that. Matthew 6, 25 to 27. This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food? and your body more than clothing. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in their barn, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? When we read that, do we accept it? And do we act in accordance with what Jesus said? See, Jesus is saying there is much more to life than meeting our physical needs. See, meeting our physical needs can never, ever address the issue that we, every single one of us is, has, and that is this deep need of knowing that we are accepted and that we belong. Would you agree with that? Every one of us want to feel like we're accepted. Every one of us want to feel like we belong. You know, you've heard my story about when I was a kid. And I'd look at the in-group and I'd feel like I was an outcast. I felt like there was something wrong with me. I felt like that I was different, that I couldn't measure up. I would look at other people and think, I wish I could just be like them. See, I desperately wanted to be part of their group, but I felt like I was outside the group. Has anybody ever felt like that? You know, I believe in part when Jesus said, man shall not live on bread alone, he was addressing this very issue of acceptance and belonging. See, the devil just loves to get in our ear. Well, he might not in yours, but he certainly does in mine. He loves to tell me that I need a bigger bank balance. He loves to tell me that I need a new car. Now, these things on their own, there's nothing wrong with them. I'm not preaching that we need to be poor and give all our money away. But I tell you what, if we did that, 
money would lose its control over us. Amen? I'm not preaching that this morning, but I'm making this point. that This need that we have of acceptance and belonging, we will never find in things. In fact, we'll never find it in people. We will only ever find it in Christ. God has designed us that way. He's designed us to find our deep need of acceptance and belonging in him. You know, if we go looking for it anywhere else, it will never satisfy. You could be the greatest theologian walking on this earth, but if you're defeated on the inside, that's what's going to frame your life. You could have the greatest gifts and talents given to you by God, but if you're defeated on the inside, that's what's going to frame your life. You could be the sharpest-looking bloke in Bowen. I'm talking to me here, brother. Didn't you hear me preach that? You could be the sharpest-looking bloke going around, Trev. But if you're defeated on the inside, it ain't going to make a scrap of difference. See, life's so much more about what goes on the inside than what happens on the outside. Let me ask you a question. What's in your heart today? What's the condition of your heart? Because it all starts in the heart. It all starts with what we believe. What's the condition of your heart? Ephesians 3.19 says, To know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge. Like to know that you are loved by Christ addresses that very issue of acceptance and belonging. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Like to know that God loves you even when you make that mistake. To know that God loves you unconditionally. To know that God loves you even when you fail. To know that God loves you that when you don't love your wife like you should or when you don't forgive somebody like you should or when you don't show mercy like you should, God still loves you. See, he's addressing that need that we all have of acceptance and belonging because he loves us unconditionally, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. What's in your heart? What is it full of today? What's in it? Is it negativity? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Is it insecurity? Proverbs 23, 7, For as he thinks in his heart, So he is. What's the condition of your heart? Because that will frame the type of life that you will live. So often I have prayed, God, change my wife. God, change my boss. God, change my kids. God, change the prime minister. I don't know. I've prayed so many prayers that I'm thinking now probably weren't the right prayers to pray. Because what I probably should have been praying is, God, change me. In my previous life, I moved from Melbourne to country Victoria, a place called Wodonga. Does everybody know where Wodonga is? Say Wodonga. Wodonga. It's on the border of Victoria and New South Wales. It's about 300k north of Melbourne. It's a beautiful place. And I remember when I moved, thinking that my life's going to be better. Because you know I don't like grey, cold, damp weather. I don't like it. I'm living in beautiful Bowen now. Just turn the 
wind down a bit to please God. Just turn it down so I get my boat out occasionally. Please God. And I moved and I thought my life was going to be better. You know, the, we- the weather is better in Auburn because you get over the Great Divide. And when you get over the Great Divide, who knows what the Great Divide is? It's a whole thing of mountains that goes from Queensland down through New South Wales and right across Victoria. Who knows that? You know, I, was, you, you probably didn't do it. I didn't know John was that smart. And see, Melbourne's on the south side of the Great Divide. So when all the weather comes through, it gets caught there. So unfortunately, if you like cold and grey weather, go and live in Melbourne. And I'm not knocking Melbourne, but I don't like it. It's not my preference. I like sunshine. I like warm weather. Anyway, so I was thinking my life was going to be better because when we moved to Wodonga, see, Melbourne has four seasons in one day. Beautiful place, beautiful city. I've got my most cherished, valuable items living in Melbourne, my grandchildren and my children. And I'm not knocking Melbourne, but I'm just telling you from my perspective, I was thinking that when I moved from, from Melbourne and I went to Wodonga that my life was going to be better. And it was. The weather was better. See, they have a real summer in Wodonga. It's, you know, one of those uh, inland summers where it's really hot and dry. And then they have a really nice, cool, cold, wet winter. But it was better. The weather was better. There were less traffic lights. I had, a great, I had, the, I had the greatest job. When I moved to Wodonga, I remember driving in my car because my job was Wodonga and it was Shepparton and it was Griffiths. It was sort of a, a big area of about, I guess, about 600 kilometres. And I had to drive to jobs and look at houses and tell supervisors what they were doing right and wrong. I loved it. I can remember driving in my car thinking, God, you've blessed me so much because I'm now driving this car and I love driving and I'm driving in the country and I can just stop and get an ice cream. My life, I thought I was wonderful. Have you get that magnum double ego? Woof. But there was just one little problem. I took me with me. See, I didn't deal with my heart issues. I still thought that I wasn't good enough. Even though I'd gone from, from Melbourne, I'm now in Wodonga where the sun's shining, and I've got a great, car, a great job and a great car. I'm still not good enough. It's still going to rain. I'm still negative. I still don't like myself. I can remember believing that, well, I don't like me, so how can anybody else like me? No matter where I went, no matter what I did, I was taking me with me. When I'd make a mistake, oh, you fool, you idiot, you'll never get any better than you are. Why do you even bother trying? You're stupid. You can't even spell. Your, life, your tomorrow is going to be worse. Stop hoping. Why would you even bother hoping? It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Oh, that boss. Ooh, I don't like him. He's nasty and mean. Oh, don't like that neighbor. Their cat keeps coming into my yard. Oh, don't like that coffee in that shop. 
Anybody? Anybody? See, no matter where I went, no matter what I, what I did, I was taking me with me. I didn't deal with my heart issues. You know, there's a man in the Bible called David. Who knows about David? What an amazing man David was. But let me tell you, he was not perfect. He did some naughty things, real naughty things. He did something really naughty and he did it. But he had a heart after God. And we see, we get a picture of what David had in his heart in Psalm 16, 6 to 8 in the New Living Translation. It goes like this. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord will always be with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. See, David had a grateful heart. David lived his life by faith. See, even when he experienced the night, his heart instructed him. Without the risk of sounding negative, with the risk, sorry, of sounding negative, all of us experience night seasons. We like it when things go well, when it's joy and happiness. But who knows that challenges come, hardships come. It's part of living this life. We can call them our night season. See, in the night, we can't see where we're going. Do you sometimes feel like that with your life, that you just cannot see where you're going? Things breed in the night. Fear breeds in the night. Anxiety breeds in the night. Loneliness breeds in the night. Confusion breeds in the night. Things always seem a little bit worse in the night. I can remember when I was a kid. Now, this is going to show you how old I am. My grandma's house in Melbourne, in the inner suburb of Melbourne, had an outside toilet. Does anybody here know what an outside toilet is? So back in the day, when houses were built back in the 20s, 1920s, not in the 2020s, in the 1920s, they put their toilets outside. Remember that? Anybody ever experienced that? Not the show of hands, but people have had their outside dunny. The outside dunny. Is that okay to say that? Outside Danny. There you go, mate. Old mate. I'm getting more like that when I got to church. I'm getting there. Got a long way to go, I know. Anyway, when I was this kid and it was daylight, I didn't have a problem going to the loo. I'd just walk out the back door, go up to the toilet. First thing I'd do is open the door, make sure there were no snakes in there. Then I'd look around, see if there were any spiders wanting to jump on me. Then I'd lift the toilet lid just to make sure it had been flushed, yeah? And I was okay. In the day, I could see what I was doing. I could look at the trees as I was, trees as I was walking into the toilet and say, oh, yeah, that's a nice tree. But let me tell you, in the night when I had to go to the toilet, my experience was much different. I really couldn't see where I was going. Fear breeds in the night. Uncertainty breeds in the night. Confusion breeds in the night. And as I was going, running, let me tell you, running, running, running as fast as I could to the toilet, I'd look over and, I, and that, sh- that tree took on a different shape. It was the monster chasing after me. See, things look different in the night. See, the heart can only instruct what the heart knows. 
David's heart was full of faith. He had a grateful heart. You have given me pleasant land. This morning, when you come, when you woke up this morning, did you say, Thank you, Lord, you have given me a pleasant land? Or did you wake up going, Oh no, that Prime Minister's in again? That was in his heart. He had a faith. He had a he had a faith-filled heart. What a wonderful inheritance! He believed that his tomorrow was going to be better. Now, Mister Negativity never believes tomorrow is going to be better. It only believes that it's going to get worse. But David believed that he had a wonderful inheritance. That his tomorrow was going to be better. Now, it may not be here. Can I just say that? Yes, I do believe God will bless us. But some of the inheritance that we've got waiting for us will only ever receive in eternity. You know, I was reading in Hebrews where some, some of the great people of faith didn't get to see what God had given them. What was their inheritance? Were you earthly? Minded? The Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is beside me. And because he's had a faith-filled heart, it instructed him in the night. So when the bad seasons came, when the night seasons came, his heart instructed him, you are with me. My tomorrow is going to be better. I don't need to fear. I don't need to be confused. I don't need to be worried. In fact, I don't need to be worried because you have said, Jesus, to me that I shouldn't worry. Am I going to act, accept and act in accordance with what you taught? What is your heart instructing you this morning? See, about three years ago, I moved from Brisbane. God, you bless me. What a wonderful and pleasant land I have. Come on. You're always with me. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. Even though the night may come, your, my heart will instruct me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I'm knitted together in my mum's womb, that you have a plan for me. I'm not a mistake. That you love me unconditionally. When I get a scratch on the car, it doesn't matter. Stop lying. See, what's in your heart? For as he thinks, Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so he Dropped my other glasses out on the jetty the other day. Last time, or when we were fishing in um, 
describing my glasses fell into the water. Like, I'm just not good with glasses, but I'm believing God will provide. Amen. (laughs) For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. You need to work on your heart. How can we change? I hear you say, how can I hear you say? How can we change the condition of our heart so it will instruct us in the day and in darkness? If I could have the band up. How do we change the condition of our heart? We educate our heart with the word of God. You know, sometimes that will take courage. Sometimes that will be hard. See, when God says turn the other cheek, if I'm really honest, I don't always want to turn the other cheek. When God says forgive, I don't always want to forgive. When God says don't worry, I find myself worrying. But I need to educate myself with the word of God what he says about me, with the truth, because the truth will set me free. So how do we change the condition of our heart? We educate it with the word of God. And let me tell you this, church, this is the most single important ingredient you will have that will help you to succeed in changing the condition of your heart, knowing that you can't do it without God. It's impossible. You need God. I needed God. My stories, my situation, my questions to God, I could not go forward. I needed Christ in my life. I could not break the negativity over my life. I, if I'm, I, I'm perfectly honest, I'm not. I am not there yet. I may never get there, but I am fighting with everything I have, and I'm asking Christ to help me all the way. You know, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm certainly not where I was. And I want to encourage you with that with you. I want to encourage you with that this morning. You may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you were. Educate your your heart with the word of God. Accept it and act in accordance with it. You will be set free. Ask Jesus to help you. And you'll know the truth and it'll set you. When Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, we need to accept it, church. Can I have a show of hands this morning that those are going to accept the word of God as the authority over our lives? So if we accept it as the authority, are we going to allow it to change us? Are we going to act in accordance with what it says? James 1, this is my last Bible verse, James 1, 22 to 25. But, dust, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you've just looked like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then God, listen to this, God will bless you for doing that. There is a blessing in obeying the word of God. 
You know, you can leave here this morning inspired or uninspired, I don't know, by what I've said. But unless it has impacted on the condition of your heart, not much is going to change in your life. Ask God's help to change the condition of your heart by accepting and acting in accordance with his word. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.